You're listening to the Heritage Ag Solutions Podcast here in Monmouth, Illinois. I'm Justin Alleman. On our show, we discuss agronomy, grain marketing, and other topics to help you improve profitability on your farm. Today's guest is Samantha Teton, developmental agronomist with Golden Harvest. She is also the drone operations lead. In my conversation with her, we talk about how our Golden Harvest seed dealers can leverage the Drone Deploy platform to take stand counts and create plant health imagery maps for our growers' fields. Here is our conversation. All right. Well, today we are talking with Samantha Teton, and Samantha is a developmental agronomist with Syngenta as part of that role. She is the drone operations lead. Uh, so, Samantha, I'm actually going to turn it over to you. Why don't you fill us in a little bit on your background and your role within the company? Well, yeah, will do. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really excited. Um, I am originally from southeast Nebraska, grew up on a farm there. I now live in southwestern Wisconsin, and um, after I graduated with my master's degree, I started with Syngenta about a year ago, and then about six months ago, I started in this uh, drone operations type project, and I've been traveling around uh, teaching and training all of our pilots uh, to get them started with our software and their drones this spring. So where all do your travels take you then? Uh, Predominantly in the Midwest, uh, but I've been... Um, way out east, I've been in Ohio. I go up north to North Dakota, western Nebraska, actually even just yesterday. So um, all over the place. Okay. Well, and we've talked anyone, you know, anyone can go out and buy a drone, fly a drone. But a lot of these tools and these resources that we will be talking about are only available by leveraging a platform called Drone Deploy. So talk to us a little bit about Drone Deploy. Is this a partnership between Golden Harvest and Drone Deploy, or, or what does that look like? So you are absolutely correct. It is a software platform Drone Deploy is, and there are lots of available options out there. So we use Drone Deploy as our provider. So it's not necessarily a partnership. We purchase our license through them, um, and we use them for that software to have that access year-round. But it is a little bit more than that, where they help us with trainings. Uh, We can provide feedback. Um, They listen to our our experiences out in the field and work to implement that. Um, But other than that, it's really just like a we use their software uh, to help us better utilize our technology. Okay, so it's almost like a subscription. So if there's a grower customer out there, uh, they could subscribe to this on their own. Um, depending on the level of use that they would be getting from it, the price could be fairly substantial, though. Correct. That's so exactly. we as Golden Harvest uh, dealers, you know, this is just an extra level of service that we can provide to our customers by leveraging our access to this resource and um, flying those fields for them so then they don't have to pay to get this service on their own. Correct. Yeah. So that is a new kind of program to us. We did start that with Seed Advisors last year. Uh, and so, yes, we if you provide your own drone, have a drone, a lot of Seed Advisors already do. We will uh, purchase that license for them for drone deploy. So then they have access to that technology. And this is just something within the last couple of years. And I, um, what's what kind of feedback have you gotten? Are, are dealers pretty excited to have this or is it just another... Um, something else that could go wrong or another added uh, work task that's on someone's schedule. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it's been kind of a mixed bag of uh, feedback. We have a lot of really enthusiastic users who have seen a lot of positive results. And I would say that's a majority of our users. The There is always the people who it takes a little bit to get used to. And there are some difficulties. Um, but overall, the feedback has been very positive. We've had adoption, increased adoption year after year. So that's been really positive. Cool. And we will get here in a bit to potential horror stories or what to do when things go wrong. But uh, one of the most useful tools that Drone Deploy platform offers is taking plant stand counts. So can you kind of walk us through that process and, and how that works? Yeah. So with the stand count flight, it's a very simple process for the user. They just draw a boundary around the field and select how many pictures they would like captured in that field, which then correlates to how many stand counts they would like estimated in the field. So it's often between 50 or going to be anywhere from 40 to 60 stand counts in a single field. You can have it even be more than that, uh, which definitely beats taking your tape measure out that many times doing stand counts yourself. Um, but then once you have the drone in the air, it's going to follow a path. It typically flies between 30 to 50 feet, and it's going to take that many photos. When it comes back to land, within a couple of minutes, you will have an estimated number of uh, the population at each of those points that it took a picture. So it's very quick. Um, it provides the results. You can look at those pictures immediately as well, and that can then guide you on where you should walk and maybe take a closer look at what's going on in the field. And depending on the size of the field and the number of pictures it's taking, I mean, smaller fields could be done in five minutes or larger fields could be up, you know, maybe 20 minutes or so. That's exactly right. Yep. And does it know, let's say you've got a field that hasn't been sprayed yet. Maybe there's some weeds out there. Can it distinguish between a corn plant and a weed? It does a very good job at that. It's not perfect. It's going to actually depict where the rows are. The software basically says, if something's planted in a row, it's not just nature. It's, you know, it's the crop it's supposed to be there. So it finds the rows and then it um, excludes everything outside of that. So if there's a, a weed directly in the row, it might try to count that. But it's it's very good um, by depicting where the rows are. Mm -hmm. And after it's completed its flight, flight plan, uh, it will send pictures, the pictures that it took, right? And it will show you um, yellow boxes or squares where skips are or gaps. Yes. So for corn, it actually puts a red dot on each corn plant. And that's how it marks that this is a corn plant. We should count it. And then, like you said, if there's not a red dot within a certain amount of space, so there's not a corn plant within a certain amount of space, it considers that a gap and a potential issue to look at. And it puts a yellow box, just as you described. Um, in soybeans, it's a little bit different with those soybean plants being so close together. Um, it can't really depict them one from another. So it just says, oh, in this row, there's not a soybean plant. There's a too big of a gap. So it actually counts the number of gaps in your soybean field um, less than an actual. It's not a true population count, but it is definitely a good indication of where you have better stands than others. Mm hmm. Corn and, and soybeans, I guess, how early can you go out there at emergence and fly? And then at what point is it too late in the season when where that window has passed where it's it's too late to do stand counts anymore? Yeah, for both corn and soybeans, uh, you can start to get accurate stand counts around V2. Uh, for soybeans, that tends to take a little bit longer. You at least want one full trifoliate, preferably two trifoliates. So, um 
it does take a little bit of time, but then it'll be very accurate. And then you can go as far as V5 growth stage for both corn and soybeans. And what happens is once those leaves start to overlap, uh, especially in corn, it's very hard to figure out where one plant ends and the other one starts. And so that's why at V5, it really starts to decline in the accuracy. Mm-hmm. Now, for a lot of growers in our area, maybe they are using um, their no-till system for soybeans. With all that um, stubble and residue on the top, does it still do a good job of measuring the soybeans and the gap? Yes, it does. Uh, there are a few settings that you can adjust with your drone and with the software to help pr- uh, make it a little bit more accurate. So you can slow down your drone maybe fly it a little bit lower to increase the resolution. Uh, so there's a few settings there that we'd recommend to adjust to increase that accuracy, but um, it should still handle any types of those conditions, maybe where the contrast, contrast is not as strong, but it'll handle that. Okay. And you've already alluded to the benefit of this feature because mm-hmm. before we could go out and take a stand, you know, to, you have to measure out 17 and a half feet if you're on 30 inch rows, count the number of plants and you're walking all over the field. Uh, what are some other benefits of a drone over scouting manually or satellite imagery? Yeah, so we've talked a lot about the stand count. Um, with some of our other flights and with the stand count flights, the benefit is really to capture a large area and to know where you should be going. It's where you should be walking. So it's more of a directed scouting. I mean, you could just walk out to the field if you were just scouting and you could wander through that field all day and maybe not find where the issues are versus with a drone image or with the stand count where you're taking selective photos. It really captures maybe where there's some issues and where you should go take a closer look. The other thing is it provides great documentation of what is going on in your field, uh, especially if you can do it periodically throughout the season. So then when you get to harvest time, there's not any surprises. You can kind of see what was going on throughout the season and then what did that do to your yield, which then can help with future uh, management recommendations. So there's lots of benefits. I think the saving the time um, and then also just having that record and then satellite imagery. Um, is another just really valuable tool. But for reference, uh, satellite imagery is about a 10 meter resolution versus our drones uh, with the incredible technology now is about uh, one to two centimeters uh, per pixel. So very high resolution to pick up on some of those details. Wow. Wow, very (laughs) cool. So a little uh, side story for you here. The first time I was out doing a stand count this spring, first time I'd flown my drone my drone with drone deploy and um when you do the flight plan basically you just hit takeoff it goes and does its own thing maps the field and then we'll return to home except if your battery starts to run low uh, (laughs) then it will automatically return to home and for whatever reason my return to home height was preset at like 1600 feet so all i know is that my i've got maybe half the field mapped and next thing you know, my drone is um, going into space. I'm, I'm, I'm watching on my screen as it's 400 feet high, 500 feet high, 600, 700, up higher and higher. And I thought, goodbye drone, see you later, I, you know, because I had no <laughs> idea what was happening. So have you had a personal experience where something went wrong or unexpected and uh, some kind of horror story that you had to deal with? <laughs> um, one that I was therefore it didn't happen directly to me but i witnessed it was in some softwares with drones 
the home point, like what you just described, where it's gonna try to land is wherever the drone takes off from. In drone deploy, it is actually wherever you turn the drone on at. So I was with somebody and they, we were trying to connect to Wi-Fi at their house. We turned on the drone in the truck and then we drove to the field. <laughs> and when our plan was done, the drone tried to fly back to their house, which was a couple of miles away. So that was probably one of the scariest things to try to figure out why it was flying the wrong direction. And then you have to take over manually and land it yourself. And so you're kind of overriding the program. So that was kind of just a funny experience that we really learned from. Uh, thankfully, you know, there's been very like minimal number of pr uh, crashes across our fleet and um, everything. The softwares are very intelligent and they can it's typically operator error. It's actually typically not the drone. <laughs> um, yeah, because generally they have an obstacle avoidance and so they will dodge, say, large obstacles. Um, but you mentioned trees. I guess inquiring minds want to know, have you ever crashed a drone into a tree? I have not, but it does happen quite frequently. Uh, correct. Power lines and trees, uh, tree branches, are quite a challenge for the obstacle avoidance. Mm -hmm. And it happens. It's just, just part of it. Um, so yep. something to keep an eye out for. Now, we all know what dealing with technology is like. You sh we, I shared a story. You've got stories. Has flying these drones been kind of what you expected or have you had to iron out quite a few glitches as you go along? I would say it's as I expected, uh, just with dealing with any technology, we knew that there would be hiccups and this is no different. I think it's a little bit more intimidating for a lot of people when it's an object that you don't want to run into something or you don't want it to crash. So I think that can be a little bit um, more intimidating, but it has the same number of challenges as anything, your computer, your phone, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of patience. It's very much the simple things of restarting your drone, restarting your phone or your iPad, depending on what you're flying with. Um, and just like I said, some patience to work through those glitches. There's things that we can't really overcome and so then we take those to drone deploy or to the drone manufacturer and they work through them with us so um it's been a very exciting and eventful spring um but it's been really good and we're working to overcome all those things mm -hmm. and we've been able to add a lot of value to our customer base by using these resources correct yes all the benefits of it far overcome the technical difficulties um Pilots who have ran into issues before, they still go out there and they still use their drones because it does provide an excellent value. Sure. So uh, we're at the point in the growing season now where we are beyond stand counts. It's the corn's too tall, it's too late. Um, but what else can we do with the drone deploy platform and our drones? Yeah, so once the stand counts are over, so once we said past kind of V5 growth stage, we're getting close to canopy. And so we kind of move into what is called a plant health flight. And so it is where the drone goes back and forth and takes hundreds of photos and it stitches them all together into one photo. It's called an ortho mosaic photo and it's very high resolution. So you can start to look at what's going on in your field and you have two versions of that map. You have one with just regular red, green, blue. So basically what we would see if we were flying over the field with our own eyes and then we also create a plant health map with the vegetative indice called VARI. 
And that helps to um, really bring forth or it really shows, highlights those stressed parts of the field. And once again, then we can go out to the field and take a closer look at what's going on in those spots. Another type of flight is the panorama flight. Uh, that one's more of a fun, uh, really cool bird's eye view of your area. It's like a 360 view of um, wherever your drone's at. So it, it takes 26 photos, puts them together, and you have a nice 360 view of what you're flying. Very cool. Very cool. What haven't we touched on that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, I think the final thing is just that people have a lot of questions about where we're going with drone technology. There's a lot of buzz around, you know, sea and spray and just how we're using drones. But I love just that drones are another tool at our disposal, just like a shovel in your truck or a measuring tape or anything like that. I love that we just have them available to us to make us more efficient anytime we're out in the field and trying to figure out what's going on and improving our management decisions. Mm -hmm. And we are excited. I can speak uh, from the dealer's perspective. We're excited to have this tool in our toolbox. And we've been out this spring and we'll continue to be out flying this summer. Uh, hopefully, I don't have to call you very often, meaning we have <laughs> issues. Um, but yeah, it's just exciting to have these uh, resources available and being able to keep an eye on our fields. It's going to save us a lot of time, that's for sure. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, any feedback you have is greatly appreciated. Yeah, can you share a little bit about your experience? Um, yeah, so this spring we've been out um, doing stand counts, and like I said, now we're kind of at the point where the corn's close to canopy, so I have yet to fly some of these other plant health flights, um, so that's definitely looking forward to that, so you can see the troubled areas, you know, places that you need to take another closer look at. So, yeah, no, it's been overall positive on our end, like you said, just the learning curve, getting used to the controls and when something unexpected happens, put overriding it and landing it manually. But yeah, no, it's been a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, good agronomic information presented by using these tools. That's awesome to hear. All right. Well, that will do it with our conversation with Samantha Teton, developmental agronomist and drone operations lead with Syngenta. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. All right, that does it for today. If you'd like more information about how we can use Drone Deploy to scout your fields, feel free to shoot me a message or give me a call at 309-337-9081, or you can email us at heritageagseeds at gmail.com. As this hot weather continues into the second half of June and into the critical pollination window, plant health is definitely something we will be keeping an eye on. We are Heritage Ag Solutions, helping you leave a legacy that lasts. We'll catch you next time.